We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This is the Pack-A-Day Podcast. What's going on, everybody? Welcome into another edition of the Pack-A-Day Podcast. I am your host tonight, Matt Fralick. This morning, I should say, as you're probably listening to Pack-A-Day Podcast, the injury report, as we like to do on Saturdays. And I say host uh, because Janelle and Eli can't make it. Eli is watching, I believe, the trilogy of the Mighty Ducks. Uh, someone correct me in the comments if I'm wrong on their three, but he did still doesn't understand what a cake eater is, so we're letting him totally immerse himself when we gave him the night off. Janelle, handling things as she, she normally does, I said, you know what, Janelle, give me your positive vibes. I will try to put a positive spin on this injury report as we get ready for the Battle of the Bay coming to Lambeau Field. Tampa Bay and the Baker Mayfield Bucks take on the Packers coming off of still probably licking their wounds from Monday night versus Tommy DeVito. Uh, Not my favorite Monday night football game I've ever watched the Packers, but definitely um, not my, you know, not not the worst losing experience we've had thus year. Now there were some injuries that came out of that game. Uh, One that popped up this week and I think is pretty impactful to the offense um, on a, you know, truly one of the the levels or the verticals of that game um, on the offensive side is AJ Dillon came up with a thumb, Broke his thumb. DNP on Wednesday, Thursday, limited on Friday. He's a ball player. He went to Boston College. He's great. He's tough. Questionable for the game on Sunday. Interesting to see if he will go because his counterpart, Aaron Jones, still up in the air, limited all week through those three practices. Questionable going into Sunday's matchup. I necessarily don't put a lot of weight into how effective either of these guys will be. My guess is A.J. Dillon um, won't be allowed to have a club on, a la Eric, Aaron Campman or Desmond Bishop or whomever else has had a club for the Packers or any other player. Tough to carry a football like that. Uh, definitely need to get that um, those two hands around the ball. We'll see what that medical wrap, medical situation looks like. But those are two of the main concerns I need to call out for you guys on the injury report for Pack Day leading up to Sunday's game. Now, Going, you know, staying on the offensive side of the ball, Christian Watson, DNP all week with that hammy. He's doubtful. I know he's been banged up all year. He isn't the, you know, good good athleticism, good, uh, you know, physically lean body, strong dude, but doesn't have a lot of durability, it seemed, in his short career in the NFL. He's still out with a hammy, doubtful. I don't anticipate him going. Uh, one of the darlings from Monday Night Football, Bentavian Wicks, Doing his best, in my opinion, Devonta Adams catch with that one where he kind of jumped and spun in the air as 17 used to do 
in green and yellow, but he was DNP on Wednesday, limited, limited, Thursday, Friday, respectively. And then he's questionable with that ankle injury, which we saw him kind of tweak, um, you know, on a bright spot. We don't have a Malik Heath on this list, which is great. Um, he was an absolute stud and making some plays on Monday. We see, we'll see if he can kind of solidify maybe a short term sprint role with Watson being banged up with Dontavian Wicks being banged up. And my, one of my favorite players this year, tough to argue really about with Jaden Reed. Jane Reed ran the ball a couple times this last week, got into the catching game or receiving game, uh, limited amount of production for the receiving game, but the run game, let's get a little bit away from the, the Jets motion, the end arounds. Let's stop with the wrinkles as much. Uh, maybe we have to do that against the Bucks. We'll see as their injury report, you know, as I get into that later. But Jane Reed, limited all week with an ankle. He's good to go. No status. So look for the young darling. Uh, I don't know if we're calling him Jaden Speed, Bird, as his mom called him growing up, whatever you want to call him. I love Jaden Reed. I love what he's doing for this offense. And I think he's going to be an integral part of this team going forward as they continue to grow under, you know, this absolute youth movement they have. Last couple on the offensive side of the ball. Uh, one more specifically would be Elton Jenkins shoulder limited on Wednesday DNP. Some might say a setback. Some might say he's earned some sort of veteran extra rest, but not rest day. I know he's not a vet yet, but truly a little bit longer in the tooth than most guys on this offense and defense. And then limited on Friday again with that shoulder, he looks like he's good to go. So I'm fairly optimistic where the offense is truly the big one. What are you going to get for production from the running game? Does Kenyon Drake make an appearance? Do we see Patrick Taylor uh, in you know make an impact on general offensive plays, not end of games, needing to get out of bounds, time management things? Hopefully the young man will continue to learn kind of some rookie mistakes from him, even though he's been in the league for a few years now. But I would say specifically we're looking at the receiving core. Who can step up? Does Tucker Craft make some plays? Does Jaden Reed stay healthy? Dontavian Wicks, is he able to go? Do we see a late? transition of Christian Watson's being not being doubtful into a starting role but then again who who do we have on this line offensively I think it's the offense line's fine do they continue to rotate but that's kind of the breakdown across the board great to see silver lining Janelle's not here I will give a silver lining on the offense as we wrap and go to the defense we haven't had Jordan Love on the injury report in some time and that's that's really really nice it helps a lot I know every other player seems like he's been banged up but at least Jordan Love is getting these reps in when he can in his first full year starting with the Green Bay Packers in this offense figuring out the nuances etc so you guys have probably noticed by now that the Packaday podcast is 365 days a year and we've now been doing this for over five years you've probably also noticed that I haven't missed too many episodes over the years and let me tell you that isn't by mistake The truth is, before I started the podcast, I used to get sick way more often. I figured at the time that it was just happenstance, wrong place, wrong time, maybe ran into someone with the wrong germ and I got sick. What the heck was I supposed to do about it? Then I had a friend recommend to me a vitamin regimen that helped my immune system. And ever since I started boosting my immune system, my instances of being sick drastically decreased. Turns out, wasn't always just happenstance after all. When I was sick, I wasn't feeling focused. I felt sluggish and that led me to fall behind on my work and left me stressed out. Me taking vitamins helped, but then I ran into a different problem. Taking multiple vitamins every day was becoming a hassle and I figured there had to be an easier way. That's when I started drinking AG1. 
When I started drinking AG1 daily, I not only continued to boost my immune system, I also had more energy and was able to replace all of my multivitamins. That's because AG1 is a foundational nutritional supplement that supports your body's universal needs like gut optimization, stress management, and immune support. Since 2010, AG1 has led the future of foundational nutrition, continuously refining their formula to create a smarter, better way to elevate your baseline health. Not only did I replace my multivitamin with AG1, but I love that every scoop also includes prebiotics, probiotics, and digestive enzymes for gut support. That's why I'm proud to have AG1 as a sponsor for the Packaday podcast. AG1 is the supplement that I trust to provide the support my body needs daily. If you want to take ownership of your health, it starts with AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3K2 and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com slash packaday. That's drinkag1.com slash packaday. Check it out. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's the holiday season, and in our family, we're gearing up to get all of our holiday shopping completed so we can have those magical moments of giving the gifts that people are going to love, and we can see the joy on their faces when they open those gifts. As a father of a 6- and 10-year-old, those moments are magical, and they mean a ton to me. Now, you and your family may have different holidays or different traditions, but one thing remains the same. You get to define how you give to yourself this holiday season, and this holiday season is the perfect time to do just that. You could treat yourself to a spa day, maybe make your favorite meal for dinner, or maybe the best gift of all could be a gift of therapy. As I've talked about in the past, therapy has been a huge benefit to me in my walk in life. As much as we want to put life on... Hey there, I'm sure you've heard a ton about daily fantasy sports, but I'm here to tell you that you've never experienced anything quite like prize picks. With basketball season here, you can now pick combo projections across football and basketball from the specials league a league created specifically for combo projections that includes two or more players from different sports or leagues. For example, LeBron James plus Travis Kelsey at a 10.5 combo of three points made plus receptions. Even more fun yet? Do you want to play alongside some of Prize Picks' favorite players like rapper Meek Mill and comedian Andrew Schultz? You can now find community plays under the Promos tab of the app to view entries from some of the biggest names in the Prize Picks community each week. I've had so much fun making prize picks a part of my daily fantasy sports routine. They cover all of my favorite sports, have a ton of variety and different options to choose from, and the player choices are immense. I even had a fun J.K. Scott selection the other day for the Chargers game. I recently had a big win on Saturday morning in a London game, and it just made the viewing experience so much more enjoyable. It's fun, it's exciting, it's easy, and there's a level of creativity and uniqueness about it that I really, really enjoy. So go to prizepicks.com slash packaday and use code packaday for a first deposit match up to $100. That's prizepicks.com slash packaday using code packaday for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. Let's get the defense side of the ball. As much as I'd like to see Isaiah McDuffie be productive in something other than special teams, uh, I would like to see number seven, Quay Walker on, on the field a little bit more. DNP on Wednesday, limited, limited, with a shoulder, Thursday, Friday. He is questionable going into this week. I think he's a big piece to what this defense could do to slow down the Bucks' offense. They aren't the Tom Brady, uh, Leonard Fournette, younger Mike Evans, Godwin, Gronk, you name it, Kyle Rudolph. Uh, they're not that type of offense anymore, but they still can be productive. And one of the main areas they can hurt you will be with Rashad White. Kind of a one-headed monster backfield. couple other guys, I think it was Keyshawn Vaughn, uh, Chase Edmonds, a couple other gentlemen. But generally, I like Rashad White's game. Not really a, a true pure runner, which is 
limiting the offense a little bit for them. But I think out of the passing game, that's where you would see Quay Walker making a bigger impact. I'm interested to see if he can go sticking in that front seven. TJ Slayton, wow, he did pop off the screen on Monday. I guarantee out of all the film recap I watched, I know Andy talked about a couple other people, you didn't need to watch the film. You could remember TJ Slayton making some big plays. He's dealing with a quadricep. He is limited. I expect a guy like that big physical specimen to be able to make some plays, maybe in a limited capacity, but I, I, I'm very confident um, that he battled through this week. No setbacks. We should see big TJ Slayton out there making some plays. Again, within that front seven, uh, Kinsley and Abari, he's, there's a name I really haven't, really haven't talked about for an injury report or even flashing on the screen, and it seems like a few weeks, but a toe injury, limited availability throughout the practice week out at Radnitschke Field, and then you know I expect him to go. He hasn't really gotten the rotation all that much. We'll see if it's you know if he does anything coming back. But that would be the final gentleman on the front seven, and then we get to the perimeter of this defense. It's been a tough go. We started this year with safety play, not sure where it would be, and we stick with safety play now. Darnell Savage, we know he's been dealing with a shoulder, puts a hit on Tommy DeVito. And instantly goes off the field. The broadcast at the time, Joe Buck, Troy Aikman had mentioned, wow, look at DeVito fighting for the contact or initiating the contact. And then Darnell Savage, a safety, gets blown up by a quarterback. And you wonder, hey, what's going on there? They mentioned, don't forget, he's been dealing with that back, with that shoulder. And I don't know. I don't know if it's good, bad, and different that Darnell Savage would be questionable for this game with that shoulder. Part of me says it's it's. You know, for the better, um, not hurt him more. Let our younger guys, maybe a Jonathan Owens, shine. Uh, see what these younger guys in the secondary can do. Anthony Johnson, like, you know, move some guys around. But I do think there does, it comes a certain point where so many guys are injured that it does limit this team's you know, way to stop the ball, whether it be a C-plus receiving core like the Giants or you bring in a vet like Mike Evans. You bring in another guy who's been up and down this year, uh, but still a veteran, Chris Godwin. And truly, Mike Evans is coming off a pretty pretty crappy game last week uh, for the Buccaneers offense. And I, I would expect him to bounce back. My analogy for this game, a potential worst-case scenario, would be going back to when the Packers secondary faced another uh, veteran receiver and quarterback, uh, that being week seven in Denver when Cortland Sutton was chewing up, again, another depleted defensive backfield, uh, picking on, I believe, Carrington Valentine the start of the game, and it continued to go on and on and on and harassing him, eventually, I think, shoving him in a locker, perhaps. But, I, you know, it's not great with the secondary, you guys. It's truly it's it's difficult. I still have many other guys on this list to get through, and I haven't even named a couple of the, the key names. We'll start with another one, Jay Alexander, limited with the shoulder, this one to me is is it's tough. I am a huge Jair Alexander fan for a multitude of reasons. His play, the way he carries himself, his confidence level. It seems like he's always lasered focused. Um, quirky at times, the personality. I love it. Uh, but again, if you can't be on the field, Jair, it's it's tough for us to I don't want to say take you seriously, but it's tough for us to really, really, really quantify how much money you're being paid. Can't get on the field. I know he's a physical player. He's going to put his shoulder down. He's going to put his head down and make some plays. But his counterpart, or should be counterpart when it comes to the secondary, his guy across the field from generally would be Eric Stokes. As you know, because we break this down every single week for you guys, we talk about that window, that uh, IR window, or that, you know, that 
21 day window. We talked about that last week or two weeks ago with a, an opponent's player. I don't remember his name, but Eric Stokes still in that 21 day window. I believe if I can reference back to when we talk, all talked about this a couple of weeks ago together, as we didn't do last week's episode, I want to say it's the 18th. He can be activated. The 17th is the Bucks game. So would they activate him a day early? Would they activate him and let him get healthy almost for a 27-day window before they would play at Carolina? Maybe. That's not a terrible idea. I don't hate it. It would be probably you know, extremely, extremely in bad taste to rush back Eric Stokes if he's not 100% healthy for him to play special teams, not get any reps on defense, get injured on a special teams that is trending downward. Oh, we actually had that happen earlier this year. Eric Stokes was activated, played about 15 snaps on special teams, didn't play a lick of defense and got hurt and ended himself back up on IR again with the hamstring. He was a full participant this week. Questionable. I truly, this one, I, I like, you know, Eli and I like to throw our bets in play how you guys should bet. If there's a bet, if Eric Stokes plays or is inactive, I have zero skin in the game. I wouldn't even bet a dollar on it because I have no idea if they go with the more cautious route after him being put back on. If the full participation says, you know what? He almost would have played this last week. Let's get him after to play at home instead of driving to the Giants. There's some merit to that, but we'll see up in the air. If not, the de facto, one of the next guys up would be Keyshawn Nixon with the quad. We know he probably had one of his more embarrassing games as a Packer, would be safe to say, the way he muffed the punt, the way he you know, almost should have got a, I don't want to say a late hit, but a unnecessary roughness on the the, uh, the Tommy DeVito hit. Like there's, there's a couple of things that play there. I Tough go for Keyshawn. Again, is he a number one or number two corner? Absolutely not. Do we love him? We definitely do. Versatility, special teams game. But dealing with the quad, I'm not overly confident what his production will be whether he's injured or hurt we haven't seen Keyshawn Nixon really bring a ton of value to the defense this year especially in a role where it seems like we put him in in certain situations where he should succeed that hasn't ultimately happened over and over and it's it's a little bit frustrating you might think I'm done with the secondary I am not Jonathan Owens who we no longer reference to as Simone Biles's wife because he stepped up he has done extremely well for this team I didn't see him pop as much as we did maybe in the the Lions game or even a little bit in the Chiefs game um, as I would like to see him in the Meadowlands this last last week in a Monday Night Football but Jonathan Owens dealing with a knee limited all week no status similar to Keisha Nixon who I didn't met, you know mention I expect both of them you know at least Owens to go Keisha like I said not really sure about um, but definitely way more uncertain on Eric Stokes that is it when it comes to the defense and the offense for the Packers. It's a mouthful, about 15 minutes of recording for that. Let's go to the other side of the field, other side of the sideline for the Tampa Bay Bucks. It's the 3rd December now in a row where Baker Mayfield is playing in Lambeau Field. Maybe you've heard that stat already, but I'll remind you, Browns 2021 coming to town for Christmas. Merry Christmas, Baker Mayfield. Last year, he gets signed by the L.A. Rams, was on the team for about nine days, and comes into Lambeau, and we kind of served him some humble pie after a almost Disney-like game. I think he was on the, a different team, or the, he was on the, the Rams for about four days uh, after he was signed there, and he almost won. I think it was a primetime game, if I'm not mistaken, the game leading up. But nonetheless, Baker Mayfield led Tampa Bay Bucks. Big one I'm looking at would be Chris Godwin knee. I haven't been a fantasy football league. I know you guys will care about that, but he's been truly dealing with injuries all year. He is getting a bit longer in the tooth. More than likely, we would have saw an injury between 
Evans or Godwin this year. Not a significant amount, but their bodies are breaking down. Godwin has had the unfortunate placement to having those injuries. Mike Evans, however, has succeeded. I look for Mike Evans to have a huge, huge game in this game. If you are betting, I would bet the over on any Mike Evans prop unless it is extremely high because the rest of Vegas is seeing that or FanDuel wherever you bet, hopefully prize picks, and you could sprinkle some money there. I would still take the over because we go back to the secondary for the Packers. Not all that good in a, in a pretty difficult spot. You look at the rest of the offense for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Everyone's fairly healthy. As always, we like to reference on this, the injury – or excuse me, the injury – Injured reserve. Injured reserve is a pretty substantial thing to look at, especially when we get to this late in the year, because it's easy on an injury report for us to look at this and say, hey, who who's you know who's been out for the Bucks? Early on in the year, we don't usually know the guys when it's preseason, right? They get tossed in IR. Maybe they're coming off IR like this year with Rayshon Gary or Eric Stokes. But the big couple I want to point out, um, they are quite banged up this year. Generally, it seemed like the last couple of years they've had some issues with uh, injuries early on. If you you don't recall, uh, Ryan Jensen, he's banged up. He's on IR. Massive center for them, who's always been a pretty integral piece. That offensive line has continued to get in a spot where it is just not what it once was. It was the maybe the tipping point of Tom Brady not coming back. One of them, I should say, he uh, you know he got banged up quite a bit with them as that offensive line was struggling, going through some pains. But they were a good offensive line then. They are not. They are probably middle of the road, if not worse. Some names on there you might recall, a you know Tristan Wirfs, but there's no Donovan Smith. We got Luke Gecki on the right side, Cody Motch at right guard. He's you know you know the young, uh, overly attractive young man who is a rookie. But after that, it's in a it's in a tough spot for that offensive line. But Outside of that, they're pretty healthy. Go to the defense. The defense is, I think, where the Packers can attack them the most. We talked about the run game, who's going to be, frankly, having to be held down by an Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon, who are dealing with their own injuries. But I think if they can get the ball in space, because we're looking at a Devin White, who has a foot injury, DNP on Wednesday, full participant Thursday, Friday, he's questionable. Devin White, one of the more dynamic players in all of football, uh, people forget about him because I guess he's been in the league a little bit longer. There's some new uh, linebackers coming into the league, but I like Devin White um, as a as a football player. He's very very solid, and if he plays in a full capacity, it'll be harder. Just like Quay Walker taking on Rashad White, it'll be harder for AJ Dillon and Aaron Jones to move when they're not 100. percent We move up into the you know the trenches, if you will, Vita Vea. Looking at this injury report, I feel like it's been three or four times the Packers have played Vita Vea, similar to Hakeem Nix back in the day, Hakeem Nix back in the day for uh, the Bears. But Vita Vea, when healthy, phenomenal, phenomenal interior lineman. Really, really one of the best nose tackles in all of football, uh, frankly, because he's massive, but also he can move way faster than he should, a little bit fleet footed. On those feet, he's got a toe injury. DNP, he's doubtful. That's, I would say, of all the injuries across each of these lists, uh, from the Packers to the Bucks, I would say that's the most impactful. That's the one I have circled right now because he is a game wrecker. He can absolutely eat Josh Myers' lunch. He can get after who's ever at guards. It's a tough, tough go. You have to double-team him. You have to get some guys in motion like a Tucker Craft. We're not the best blocking tight end unit. 
we rotate offensive linemen through. I'm not so sure if we shouldn't pound the rock. Weather forecasts about mid 40s. It's not going to be a snow game. A little, maybe a little. It's going to be noon. Sun's going to be at the its highest point as it does during uh, the winter here in Wisconsin when it sets by about 4:15. So, I'm thinking the temperatures should be productive for offensive passing or running for both teams. Uh, but leaning towards the fact that the Packers, if they can rely on the run game between anyone that they can activate, that should be their next move. Um, some, you know, far less impactful. Will Golston, he is out. DNP with an ankle and a knee. I believe he had a pretty significant injury within the last couple of weeks. So that's huge. And we move towards the secondary for the Bucks. Not as banged up as the Packers, but Carlton Davis, he's generally been a stud for them uh, when he's played. The Green Bay Packers picked off, I believe, Aaron Rodgers the most in his career, at least the most at one moment when he was um, uh, a Packer and Carlton, likewise, a buck. That's a big one. He's out with a groin. Groin injuries, there's never a you know a minor groin injury. Always serious. We know that. Stuart Scott told us. Groin injury, DNP, he's out. Another counterpart with him, ankle slash foot, Jamal Dean, limited, full participant, full participant. He is questionable. Finally, for the defensive side, Ryan Neal back. DNP all week. He is out. I wouldn't expect him to go, as we've talked about all year, between Christian Watson. I think it was sometimes uh, Dontavian Wicks and definitely Jay Alexander. Those back injuries, extremely difficult, especially when a quick twitch player is back there. Ryan Neal going to have to you know flip his hips all the time, cover slot, cover a seam route, get to the outside, make some quick breaks. N- a little bit debilitating if you're Ryan Neal. I don't expect him to go. So just to recap, the two that are out, Carlton Davis in the secondary, Will Golston, D-lineman, and then more than likely Vita Vea not going to play, is my guess, with a DNP all week. Um, it's a toe. I, I don't necessarily think he's going to play off that. We'll see what happens and how they continue to go forward. I would be a bad person if I didn't mess, mess uh, uh, mention Zach Triner, their long snapper elbow, DNP all week, full participant on Friday. Questionable, my guess, is he's going to be able to – get to the long snapping all important only on the field maybe seven or eight times at most throughout an entire game between punts field goals extra points i would assume that's not going to impact the game all that much that is all i have for you guys tonight i want to say i appreciate or today whenever you're listening to this if you're listening to this in the morning here's a reminder a lot of football on today we got a saturday slate of nfl go watch it if you listen to that night I appreciate you guys listening, getting up to speed. Maybe we'll have some more news that comes out, as we know, 90 minutes before the game on Sunday. Always, as I do, noon game, 1030. As soon as I see my phone and I forget to check it exactly at 1030, I am rushing to Twitter, more than likely checking out Packaday Podcast to figure out the latest injury report for the team as they take on the Bucks, And, of course, make sure you're checking out Andy Herman. He will continue to give you information over the weekend on the YouTube side of Packaday Podcast. If you haven't already, Please go subscribe there, rate, review, follow, whatever the hell you can do on YouTube these days. Check out our shorts, join the live streams. Andy's always got the Q&As going. I know he had a great one this last week, and I was actually able to join him last week, Friday, on the happy hours. It was an extremely good time, and I appreciate all the interaction and positive things people had to say about both of us on there. Again, if you're ready to listen to this podcast, we are 2,000 episodes in, almost 2,000 in, I think. I don't think we actually have past 2,000, I believe. I'm trying to catch Joe Rogan now at this point. That's our next step. See if we can surpass the uh, you know a, a podcast legend. But if you're listening to this podcast, and I appreciate you, 
we're almost at 2000 episodes. We're trying frantically to get that two millennium mark. If you haven't already, please stop what you're doing, whether you're driving, maybe doing some dishes, monitoring your children, wasting some time at work. I commend you for all of it. Take out your phone, your tablet, wherever you listen to this, maybe on your laptop, desktop, wherever, and hit subscribe. We very, very much appreciate it, whether it's on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Google Podcasts, Spotify, wherever they you get to your podcast. Please go ahead and do that. Maybe even tell Alexa to subscribe to Back a Day Podcast. If you're doing something right now with your hands tied up, use that voice command for your technology. The final thing I'll say is for myself, Matt Freilich, you can still find me on Twitter at Matt underscore F-R-A underscore. That's at M-A-T-T underscore F-R-A underscore. Guys, I did an episode, I you know, shameless plug. You can turn off the episode right now if you want, but I did a, a, a podcast this week as a guest with the boys. GBC podcast, great time, but two hours long. Uh, if you want to take a listen to that when it does drop, I'd really, really appreciate it. But the boys over on Green Bay Chat, Really, really good time with them. A um, lot of just wholesome conversation of what a podcast should be. A little bit longer format than typical. We get into the breakdown of the Giants game. If you still want to recap that with a different perspective, we talk about my tailgate podcast that, or my tailgate playlist I created a few weeks ago to kind of get you ramped up for game day. Real good conversation about Packers music. Uh, previewing, of course, the Tampa game. That's the part I would probably skim towards and just everything encompassing. So check out the boys at Green Bay Chat on YouTube. Check them out on Twitter. Uh, they're on literally everything. Instagram, Snapchat, TikTok, Facebook. Go check them out everywhere. Give the boys a follow. Tell them I say what's up and look for that episode that I'll probably retweet earlier this week. If you're not on Twitter, I apologize. Reach out to me on Instagram if you want. I'm trying to get to 1,000 followers there as well at Matt double underscore fray double underscore yeah interesting handles guys i appreciate your time enjoy the weekend and as always go back go Chapman, welcome to the Planet Premier League podcast. Each week, Cesc Fabregas, Nader Manua and myself talk all things Premier League. As a player, you don't have time to talk. No. You don't have time to make a plan. You just need to deal with wave after wave after wave. We watched Coach Carter and he said, oh, afterwards, the game's just about doing this for your teammates. And I remember looking around halfway through the film and half the squad was asleep. <laughs> Planet Premier League. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.